you. Okay. Uh, we deviated from uh, or took a, uh, uh, a hiatus from teaching out of Proverbs because we had hit Proverbs chapter 5. And I didn't want to go into that last Wednesday we had uh, back in December during the holiday season with this particular chapter because it is the chapter that starts along with the last part of chapter 6 and a good portion of chapter 7 where it talks about uh, immorality and dealing with um, this subject matter. So anyway, let me remind you that uh, Solomon is teaching future leaders which at that point were all men um, in Israel. Uh, I am so thankful for Christianity. And every one of you women should just applaud. Uh, there's so many things about Christianity and Christ that change the world. And the one great thing that he changed other than our hearts is the fact that women have been elevated in society where Christianity uh, thrives uh, women are promoted and placed in their rightful place in society. But where Christianity is suppressed and depressed, uh, uh, you will find still that uh, women are, are just not in their rightful place and they are treated as inferior. And so you still go to places in the world today. That's going on because there's no Christianity there. There's no light there. So thank God for the light. But here, even in Israel, the light of Christ had not, of course, come. And so we find that it was a male-dominated society. So ladies, tonight, I know we're dealing with men beware of the wicked woman, all right, or the illicit or unrestrained woman, but place it in this context, ladies, because very well we could. We could say, ladies, beware of the smooth-talking guy or the guy at work that has been making overtures or comments or, or uh, compliments. And so uh, the same applies. This uh, not only applies to singles, but it applies to married. And Solomon was teaching married men as well as single men and saying basically to them, here are some areas you're going to have to deal with. If you're going to be a true leader, uh, you're going to learn to uh, go to wisdom that will keep you away from a person that will cause your downfall. Uh, and so, let's get into the notes and we'll talk about this. Unworthy company and unreliable um, words, these are two major enemies that sna uh, set snares in the path of the wise. Solomon is teaching us, as we read through the book of Proverbs, he is teaching us wisdom. And wisdom in uh, the physical realm or the sexual realm, wisdom in the financial realm, wisdom in our words, wisdom in our business dealings. And chapter 6 has a lot to do with business dealings and uh, some theme that is totally different than chapter 5. But uh, the wisdom speeches in book of Proverbs began with a warning against fellowship with greedy men in Proverbs chapter 1, 10 through 19. 
and uh, concludes with an indictment of a lustful woman in Proverbs 9, 13. But tonight, it's chapter 5. So, the chief purpose of the opening speeches of Proverbs, number one, is to motivate the hearers to desire wisdom. Wisdom is worth more than gold, rubies, pearls, anything of value in this world. Get wisdom. The man that uh, encompassed or uh, God gave greater wisdom to as far as we know than any other man that's ever lived. So get wisdom, all right? Get wisdom is his theme over and over and over and over again. Get wisdom. Don't be foolish. Don't go astray, but get wisdom. And then to behave wisely. Get that wisdom and behave wisely. Now, nothing in life so clouds our judgment and makes stupid fools uh, out of the wisest as succumbing to illicit passions. All right. Um, It is so sad. It is so tragic when it happens with anybody. Um, To get involved in immorality with anybody, whether you're single or whether you're married or whether you're married and with some uh, body that's single or vice versa. Um, it is a tragic, tragic thing. And the enemy would like nothing more than every pastor to fall into this trap. The landscape is littered with lawyers and pastors and uh, lay people. It is littered with the debris of lives that... Uh, Um, or the remnant of lives, I shouldn't say debris, but the remnant of lives that has fallen into um, a trap, a snare of the enemy, or they walked into it by the desires of their flesh. And so the results of that are all of our useful energies are drained off. And this is what Solomon is saying. You get involved in an illicit affair, your energies will be drained off, to defend or conceal, you will use them to defend or conceal your behavior. So in other words, you cannot get involved in any kind of relationship that is wrong, unscriptural, and Christ-like, and it not affect you internally. Number two, the colossal compromise of adultery colors our values and causes us to stagger along life's road. One of the greatest tragedies of of sin um, is, of sin as far as illicit affairs, is children that um, end up broken, um, left, and I mean America is a mess. It is a mess. America needs revival. Thank God for the signs that we are seeing. Uh, thank God for the, the pockets of outbreak all over the city. Thank God for churches like this that are moving forward by the grace of God and winning the lost and taking back from the enemy what he has stolen. But uh, thank God it would even be so much better if people came to Christ as a child and children 
children's ministry, served him through their youth, and became an adult, uh, married somebody that's serving the Lord, and never went astray. And their kids would know nothing but church and Jesus and a loving father and mother. But many of you are not in that situation, but God can turn your situation around. And that's exactly what he'll do if we allow him. Let's seek after his wisdom because uh, we may not be able to change some of the past, but we can certainly make a difference as we move forward by the grace of God. But when I think about children and uh, and mom or dad has, and typically it's unfortunately the father that has gone astray, and, uh, and I've had them say to me before, oh, the kids will be all right. The kids will be all right. How ignorant is that? How ignorant is it for a man or a woman or anybody to say, oh, the kids will be okay. No, the kids are going to need Jesus and they're going to need help uh, and they're going to need love from people, uh, the church. They're going to need to be embraced uh, uh, more so than even children that grew up in a home that was stable and loving and Christ-like all the way around. So that's what this church attempts to do. Folks, we love kids here in the children's ministry. They do a fabulous job. In the youth ministry, they do a fabulous job. If you see something to criticize about them, uh, let's just go ahead and pray about it, all right? Uh, No youth ministry is perfect. No ministry is perfect. No church is perfect. Don't criticize. Pray for that ministry, all right? Pray for this church. Uh, Come this Friday night and get on your face before God and intercede and pray and ask God to help uh, God do a mighty work in this church so that when broken lives walk into this building, they're going to sense love and they're going to be embraced. Uh, They're going to be loved on and they may even end up saying, I feel closer to these people in this church than I do my own family because their family may not be serving Christ. Well, let's go to verse 3. Proverbs 5. For the lips of an immoral woman drop honey or drip honey, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. So he is saying to future leaders, he is saying to all men that he is addressing, If you want to be a leader, keep yourself intact in wisdom. Find you a wife and stay with that woman and do not be swayed outside of that relationship. The writer of Proverbs is warning men who are being trained as leaders to beware of the words of a sexually unrestrained woman. And I would say here in this context, for every woman to be very, very careful of any man that is unrestrained in his own behavior. So, folks, dear God, have mercy. I've been here a long time, several years, Alice and I, and we have seen people that loved God, and the enemy set a snare for their soul, and and they walked into the snare uh, just this week. Uh, Dear God, just this week, I... I saw evidence, or uh, no, it wasn't evidence. It was reality of someone's life where they've gone into a, um, a same-sex relationship that served God, that walked with the Lord, that taught others and led people to Christ. And, 
And it just breaks your heart to know that we still love them. God still loves them, but they're choosing a lie over the truth. So that's called deception. So we pray for them, and we don't abandon them. We pray for them. We love them. We, we reach out if possible to help them know that we do love them first and foremost. So he is warning people in Proverbs that when they become leaders and men of wealth, unrestrained women are drawn to them. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've said this to people over the years. I've said uh, maybe a woman we, we were counseling uh, in a situation and, and uh, they were uh, involved with a married man. And we're like, wait a minute, do, don't you realize that if he will be unfaithful over here, that he will also potentially be unfaithful with you? Of course. And so don't you realize this, that the same lack of character and wisdom that causes him to leave over here a wife and kids is the same lack of character that will cause him to do the same thing to you. So, God help us. Now, I know this is not a shout glory hallelujah message, all right? That's, uh, I knew I had to wait till January to preach this, all right? But anyway, it's... Uh, Somebody's going to watch it online, and it's going to help you. All right, somebody online that this is helping, and um, maybe even in the days ahead, maybe it doesn't apply to you because you're walking in faith. But in the days ahead, maybe you meet someone. You say, "Listen, you need to go listen to the message on Proverbs chapter five. All right. So number one, to listen to her is to be poisoned by wormwood, bitterness. Proverbs chapter 5, 4, but in the end she is bitter as wormwood. Let me change that, paraphrase it, but in the end he is as bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Number two, to listen to an immoral woman is to be manipulated uh, as her words, uh, mutilated I should say, mutilated as her words take on the sharpness of a two-edged sword. Um, Number three, to walk with her is to embark on the path of death and hell. Proverbs 5, 5, her feet go down to death, her steps lay hold of hell. Uh, the same for an immoral man that is attempting to pull a woman that is serving God away from her relationship with God and what's right and what's wisdom. Number four, to consort with her or him is to share his disorientation, and to wander off the path of conduct. Oh, look at this. To wander off the path of conduct that leads to survival and success. I want, as pastor here, a pastor, to, I want everybody in this building to be a success. I want you to be a success in your conduct and uh, your walk with God in your business dealings, in your work, in your finances. I want you to be a success. God wants you to be a success. The devil wants to wreck your life. And uh, by the grace and help of God, that's not going to happen. Amen? So if you ever see somebody fall, though, and uh, it's somebody you know, and they've been serving God, and they fall, be careful what you say. Uh, don't say something like, well, I, I knew something was wrong. 
No, don't say that. Don't say, uh, I would never do that. Oh, my God, have mercy. Don't ever say that. All right? Don't ever say, oh, I would never do that. No, what you say is, there go I, but by the grace of God. There go I. Uh, the first time in this city um, that I heard of a major pastor, and this was years and years ago, and he's, of course, afterwards got right with God, served the Lord, did ministry afterwards, and is in heaven. But when I heard about it, I can still remember where I was standing, walked out the side door of one of the buildings at Hog uh, Goldenrod. It was in Hogan Hall, what we later called Hogan Hall, and uh, walked out the door, heard about it, and I was overwhelmed. I loved this man. I cared about this man. I looked up to this man, and I walked away, and I'm like, God, help me. God, help me. God, help me. There go I, but by the grace of God and your help to keep me, Lord. And so uh, that's been my attitude ever since then. Well, uh, there are several things that will happen when something like this takes place, and maybe this will help you to share with others that are struggling in this realm of their lives. And, and there are people in our church that are struggling in this area of their lives. There are people at our church. I, I'm not saying anyone here tonight necessarily. I certainly don't know of anybody, but if, if we think there's not people here, maybe tonight and certainly here on Sunday and weekend, Saturday, Sunday, that are being tempted, that, um, you know, they go home, their husband is just a, he's just there taking up space and uh, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't hardly do anything. And then he, she goes to work and somebody's there. Oh, you look so gorgeous. You look so nice. Look at you. And on and on and on. And the enemy starts putting thoughts in their minds. Uh, and all of a sudden the comparison set in and God help. And so... Uh, we are to pray. That's why Friday night we come, we pray. There's plans the enemy has set in motion, and we pull those down in Jesus' name. But there's, because there's plans God has set in motion, and we want God's plans to be enacted in our lives, but not only in ours. We want them to be enacted in everybody in this church and everybody that comes into this church and in every church in this city. There are several things that happen. The loss of honor, uh, the dire results of adultery or getting involved in a relationship we shouldn't be involved in, uh, whether it's fornication uh, between singles, uh, the loss of honor. Proverbs chapter 5, 9, and 10. Lest you give your honor to others and your years to the cruel one, lest aliens be filled with your wealth and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. Uh, so honor is lost. Number two, respect in the community is lost. Number three, wealth. The cost of an affair is expensive, I hear. All right, so anyway, wealth, the cost of an affair. And even when people that should not at all, uh, maybe you were the innocent party and, and somebody uh, divorced you and or there was cause for divorce on your part. Uh, it's expensive. And so God's ways are always the best ways. Uh, 
And so, if you're single here tonight, wait on God's choice for your life. Don't take somebody just to take somebody. Get God's choice. Amen? All right. With the loss of self-esteem, self-esteem and the material goods, the man or the woman is left with nothing to do but mourn or literally groan, the scriptures say. The shattering soul-destroying effect of adultery is the point that Solomon is making. It can rarely be kept secret, and those who engage in it are devastated when it is made public. Kept hidden or anything like this, kept hidden, it grinds on the spirit and conscience of those who practice it until exposure seems like a kind of relief. Many years ago, I, I was trying to help a guy, talk to a guy that had fallen into, and this was a leader, he had fallen into sin. And it was like, when it, was, when it came out, it was like all of a sudden, they just wanted to talk, 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 talk. And I was like, I don't really want to talk about this on and on and on. And yet, it was like uh, an emptying of themselves and just getting it all out of their life. And uh, so that is what happens when somebody's suppressing, holding it in, keeping it in, made public. Adultery brings personal shame, humiliation to loved ones, and larger respect and the pain that it causes the family is immeasurable. Proverbs 5, 15 through 20. Practice fidelity or faithfulness in your relationship. Practice it. Marital loyalty has its advantages. Proverbs 5, 15 says, drink water from your own cistern and running water from your own well. Cisterns and wells were prized possessions in a climate where rainfall was scarce. Cisterns were waterproof receptacles for catching and storing rainwater. So he's saying, drink water from your own right relationship, from your marriage, from your relationship as a couple. Drink water from your own cistern and running water from your own well. Uh, Proverbs 5, 19 and 20. These verses portray marital loyalty. Let me speak to all the Married couples here, stay married in Jesus' name, all right? Uh, stay in love in Jesus' name. If the uh, embers begin to, you know, go out a little bit, throw some gas on them, all right? Do something and uh, get them heated up, all right? And, uh, and uh, once more, rekindle. Uh, go on a, you know, go on a cruise. I don't know what you do. You don't have to go on a cruise. Go, go, uh, do something, all right? Just rekindle. Remember, sit down and talk about your wedding and how it was and, and all the good things about it. Uh, and uh, if you got a video, play it again, all right? Some of you don't have a video, all right? They didn't have video back then, all right? But anyway, um, you've got pictures. So look at them and remember and rekindle, rekindle, rekindle everything that should stay aflame. Amen? All right. So husbands are always to be enraptured by their wife's love. Proverbs 5, 20. And why should you, my son, be enraptured 
by an immoral woman. Or why should you, my daughter, be enraptured by an immoral man? You shouldn't, of course. Proverbs chapter 5, 21. We're going to hurry up and get out of this chapter. All right, so anyway. Um, Proverbs 5, 21, 22. For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. His own iniquities entrap the wicked man. So a man is tempted and drawn into sin by his own desires, James says, and he is caught in the cords of his sin. Proverbs 5, 23, he shall die for lack of instruction, and in the greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. Um, oh, the path of life is littered with pain and sorrow and grief where people should have gone straight and they took a left or a right. And not only their life ended up being painful, but they caused pain to others that was immeasurable. And uh, this world needs Jesus. This world needs Jesus. This world needs Jesus. This world needs Jesus. Our church is filled with people. When I hear some of the stories of their life, I'm just overwhelmed. And mine wasn't perfect, but it wasn't as bad as, you know, a lot of others, and it really wasn't bad. I wouldn't have defined it as bad. Uh, I Looking back, I realized it wasn't as good as it should have been or could have been, but some of your stories, I'm amazed. Uh, I thank God for you. I, I'm amazed that when you turn to Christ, Christ just turned everything around, and you may still at times struggle and... Um, and be emotional over certain things, and 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 that's that's okay. It's it's uh, it's a thing that you know may always be there somewhere inside that may be triggered. The emotion may be triggered at a moment of someone's passing or a story that you hear. But but whatever we've been through, God's grace will keep you and uh, make you uh, the person and that Jesus Christ can mold and shape and use for his glory. And that's the beauty of it. There are people, even in this auditorium, your life story and your testimony is pretty incredible and filled with a lot of pain. But you have been comforted, according to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. You've been comforted and received God's comfort. And then you are to give that comfort to others who have gone through the same thing. And it is true. Someone even said today that it suffered some great pain. They said to me uh, something about it. And I said, yes, I know. And th then I stopped and I'm like, oh. I said, wait a minute. No, I don't know. I don't have a clue what you went through. I don't have a clue because I've never gone through it. But that person is going to meet others that have gone through it. And once they say, hey, hey, um, let me tell you what I experienced. And let me tell you this because I'm going to tell you how God intervened. You know, we all identify with people that um, have gone through things like we have. And when we meet somebody, it's like, wow, immediate connection. 
Years ago, there was a young couple in our church, and um, I had preached on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She was from a Baptist background, and I preached on the baptism of the Holy Spirit on several occasions, and she never came forward. She never got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, then I had a speaker come, and of all things, he was former Baptist, and so he gets up and starts talking about the Holy Spirit and and how, what God had done in his life, and he was a good Baptist, and, and then he got filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he got the left hand of fellowship. And so, anyway, in his particular little domain, that's not the case most times. But anyway, and so here he is preaching, and, and he's Baptist, and she was Baptist, and so she identified, she came forward, got filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, What's that all about? And she said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't get, you know, baptized in the Spirit when you were preaching. I, I, I just felt, you know, like I should come forward. And, got, and I'm like, of course it's okay. I don't care. I just want you baptized in the Holy Spirit. But uh, when ha things happen in situations like... Uh, Carlos just got his kidney, our usher, last Saturday morning, and he's going home today, or already gone home today. And having gone through that, when I get to share with others, you know, that don't know, uh, and they see me alive and well, and, and by the grace of God, it's been two years as of the 17th of this month, and, and I'm rejoicing in God's goodness. And, uh, but... I know there was one time that uh, years ago that I had this problem that affected my kidneys, an autoimmune disorder, and uh, the treatment was chemo and prednisone. Stay off prednisone if you can. But um, every time since then, somebody has said, you know, I've got this and I'm going to be going through chemo. I'm like, well, listen, um, I went through that years ago. And they're like, what, what? Yes, I went through that years ago. God's going to bring you through. Uh, I lay on that table, and Alice helped me to say this and do this, but I laid on that table with that stuff going into my body, laying there thinking, I cannot believe I'm going through this. I cannot believe. Why me, God? Uh, but we started saying, God, this stuff is only going to do me good and no harm. Only going to do me good and no harm. And I get to share with these people, and I connected with them. And so some of you, your pain is going to connect. And even if you made mistakes and God has turned it around, you can share with others. Out of your pain and out of your uh, turning to the right or the left, and you can help someone go straight by the grace and help of God. And you're going to make a difference in their lives because they identify with you. Proverbs, an incredible book, and he intends to cover every subject. Next week, we'll be talking about um, some business things that we need to, Solomon says, you need to keep in order, and boy, oh boy, uh, what he talks about in chapter 6, the first part of chapter 6, has helped more people. Uh, I'll tell you a couple of those stories next week. In business dealings where they save money, uh, they, they really, it made a difference. So anyway, that's next week. Bow your heads with us, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, thank you. Thank you for your grace on all of our lives. Lord, I pray if the enemy has set a trap for anyone here in this area, and they are experiencing the tension of that trap right now 
I pray tonight they would realize that God has intervened and spoken a word into their heart tonight through this book of Proverbs, through these writings that are thousands of years old. God, help them cast off the wrong thoughts, cast off, oh God, those feelings that have come to bear upon their soul and mind, and God, help them to cast it off in the name of Jesus. Help them, oh Lord, to shake themselves loose from this in the name of Jesus Christ to realize they're going to be a success. They're going to walk with God. They've got to do it your way, God, because your way is the right way. It's the best way. It's the peaceful way. We give you praise for it. And Lord, anyone sitting in this building that doesn't know you, I pray, God, they would turn to you right now in Jesus' name. Cross this building. If you're sitting here, you don't know Christ, I challenge you to say yes to God, yes to his forgiveness, yes, yes, yes. Just say yes. So across this building, if that's you, you need God, you need forgiveness, lift your hand up right now. Lift it up. Lift it up high right now. Across this building. Lift it up high. You need Jesus. You need Christ. Anyone in this building, in the risers, you need Jesus. You need Christ. You need to get right with God. God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Quickly, just lift your hand. Anyone else in this building? Yes, God bless you, sir. Anyone else? We're waiting just a moment. You're worth the wait. God's dealing with your heart. We want you to have a moment, sit there and think, okay, what am I going to do? Which way am I going to go in my life? My own way? What others are leading me to do? Or am I going to go God's way? Anybody else? Anyone else in this building? Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, we sense your presence. We sense your anointing. Oh, my God and my Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for helping us walk in wisdom and understanding and right conduct. Lord, help us to stay away from the snares of this world and culture, the enemy that has set a trap for souls in the name of Jesus and our soul. God, thank you for helping us stay in your word, stay in the spirit. In Jesus' name, stand with us, please, everyone. Pastor John, as always, going to open uh, with a chorus. And, and I want to challenge you, if you raise your hand, to step out and come. You're already, you're already moving in this direction by your lifting of your hand. So it's when he starts to sing, I challenge you, slip out and come to this altar. And uh, come here and just spend a few minutes in prayer and say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I want you to change my life. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. So come in just a moment. And also, for those of you that are believers and you have a need in your life, 
please come. Let's pray before you leave this building. Jesus, my God and my Lord. Jesus, my God and my Lord. My Lord and my God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed, blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes, God. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Jesus, my God. And I will run to the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is my I command every spirit of darkness to be gone. In Jesus' name. Pastor John's going to lead us in prayer. Uh, Pastor Kevin's here to serve you communion. These altars are open after this prayer. And if you haven't spent some time in prayer today already, why don't you just stay there in the seat when others go out and just sit there for several minutes and just pray and let God speak to your heart and you cry out to God, whatever's on your heart. God bless you richly. Thank you, Lord, for speaking wisdom into our hearts tonight. And thank you, God, for, for reaching out and touching, Lord God, people all over this room, Lord God, especially those, God, that you've drawn to these altars. We thank you, God, uh, that in their lives, miracles are happening, Father. I pray in Jesus' name that whatever turnarounds need to happen would happen, God, that deliverance and salvation would happen, God, that answers would come, Lord, that, that uh, situations would be turned around, God. I pray that your love would overwhelm them, God, that your peace and your joy would, would be their portion, Father, in Jesus' name. And I pray, Lord God, that when they leave this time at this altar with you, Lord God, that they would leave forever impacted by your presence in such a way, God, that'll, that'll catapult them, Lord God, into their purpose and destiny in you. And I pray, Lord God, that each and every one of us under the sound of my voice, as we leave this place, that we wouldn't leave your presence, God, but that you'd go with us, that you'd help us, lead us, guide us, and, 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 and carry us, Lord God. I pray in Jesus' name that we would all grow closer to you during this season. And I pray, Lord God, that we would hear your wisdom and your guidance, Lord, each and every day, and that we would walk in your victory and your favor. We love you, we honor you and bless you, and we receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church. We love you so much. Pastor Kevin is here to serve communion to anybody who would like it. Otherwise, we hope to see you again very soon.